You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about how sex is good for you, especially after having a heart attack. And this is good to hear. I think sex is good for us in general, right? It releases endorphins. It lessens the chances of a man getting prostate cancer. It lessens the chances of both parties having depression. We know that orgasms, the more orgasms you have, the lesser rate of depression that you have, and so forth. So sex is good, especially if you're in a relationship, if you're married, particularly in the confines of marriage. Uh, We want to be having a lot of sex. And alas, about... 40% of marriages are defined as being sexless, meaning they have sex less than one time a month. And we don't want to be that if you are married. We don't want to be that. We want to be having sex. And this topic, this article reinforces that. So let's get to it. Sex can save your life. Getting it on increases long-term survival rates after a heart attack, according to a new study published by the American Journal of Medicine, very reputable journal. The 1,120 male and female participants, all 65 or younger, at the time of their first heart attack in 1992, were tracked by researchers through 2015. It's a long time, right? It's uh, 24 years. By then, 524 of them had died. Wah, wah. Well, that's not good news. That's about, what, 40% of them have died. Now, maybe they had their heart attacks in closer to the age of 65, and so, you know, within within 24 years, they would have been 80, 80, 90, so it's understandable if they died. But of the survivors, those who had done the deed multiple times a week were 27% less likely to die during the study period. Those who got lucky once a week were 12% less likely to die. And those who scored some tail infrequently, like a couple of times a month, were 8% less likely to die. Now, a lot of us really don't want to think about septuagenarians having sex. But I will tell you, go back to that episode around 103, where one of the highest rate of STD increase is actually with geriatrics. And they, they do it, they get it on, over at the nursing homes, retirement homes, because at that point they can't get pregnant. And so they're like, let's just have sex. And, you know, it's just like high school in that there's like the alpha males. And, and really in retirement homes, to qualify as an alpha male, you just have to be alive and somewhat ambulatory. 
but there's a lot more women than men. And my mom lives at one of these these posh independent living communities. And I go visit her and she tells me stories. And it's funny because the women still dress up to go down for dinner. They do their hair, their makeup. They're trying to impress each other. They're trying to impress the few men who are not demented. And uh, yeah, sex goes on. So yes, this, this is kind of a, a scary stat to think of your grandma having sex, but it happens. Post-heart attack intercourse was even more vital for a longer life. Doing it weekly following a heart attack decreased mortality rates by 37%. 37%. More than once a week meant a 33% survival bump. And less than once a week made for a 28% life increased life expectancy compared to participants who never got any at all after their heart attack. Again, age, health, and relationship status were also predictive death rate factors. So look, these are pretty pretty nice bumps here. 37% decreased mortality rates. Okay, that's pretty good, right? 33% survival bump. And even if you only had sex once a week, 28%. So let's quote the author. I'm, hopefully these guys didn't have to like watch these people had sex, right? That, that'd be awkward like... Uh, Masters and Johnson. Not surprisingly, quote, the people who are sexually active were more likely to be in a relationship were younger and generally healthier, said Andrew Steptoe, head of University College London's Research Development of Behavioral Science and Health. Participants who got the most prior to their heart attacks were an average 49 years old, researchers found, while those not getting any were around 58, more likely to have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, and chronic health problems 49 years old okay you know that's young that's especially young for a man woman that's you know menopausal at that point but it's great if hey if you can have a wife who's 49 and still wants to have sex a couple times a week go back to that episode we did on sex frequency in a relationship you would be way higher than the average if she's wanting to have sex twice a week at age 50 Quote, sexual activity is often part of a close and loving relationship as people age, but the relationship is probably more important than the sex, says Steptoe. Quote, although regular sex is part of a healthy aging, people should not feel they ought to have sex in order to try to live longer, close quote. Well, why not? I mean, come on. This, this study is like every, every middle-aged man's dream. Well, honey... Look, if you want me to live and keep paying for your exorbitant spending and your lifestyle, uh, you need to be having sex with me as much as possible. So, I mean, don't you want to keep going to, you know, the the, the Cote d'Azur in France every summer? Well, yeah, you know, and you need to please daddy here and keep giving me a bunch of sex, right? <laughs> less than half of the celibates lived with a partner. Wow, only less than half. While 94% of those having sex multiple times a week had live-in lovers, 94% that means that's like married, and a majority, 67%, hadn't exercised at all in the year before their heart attack, while 45% of the most voracious lovemakers did. Can that make sense? Adjusting for age, lifestyle, socioeconomic factors, and health concerns weakened the connection between sex and survival, study authors found, noting that sexual activity is possibly a sign, not a cause of superior health. Okay, well, that makes sense. So they want you to know, okay, just because you're in a horrible, horrible shape and somehow you're able to have sex a couple times a week or even, you know, four times a month, it doesn't mean you're going to live a long time, right? This is more the, they're trying to tell you it's causation, not correlation. So it's, it's more like people who are having a lot of sex 
you know, for their age, especially. It, what that really means is they're more likely to be healthy and have an active lifestyle and no, not have debilitating diseases. And see, that's the connection. Heart attacks during sex, however, can be lethal. Research in 2017 found that less than one in five men survive when their heart attack occurs mid-coitus. God, that'd be a great clickbait heading right there. 20% of people die in their heart attacks uh, during sex. Uh, so th- that's interesting too. So I guess the I guess the the takeaway there is if you feel like a heart attack is coming on, maybe don't have sex. And then the old joke, of course, is there a better way to die than when you're having sex, right? Okay, so let's finish up. Okay, so what are the takeaways here? Like the, the biggest takeaway, any men listening, is that you got to show this study uh, to your to your woman, to your wives, or whoever, and say, "Look, we need to have a lot of sex because don't you want me to live a long time?" I mean, that's the takeaway. But really, I mean, the takeaway is this: like, sex is important in relationship. Um, it leads to intimacy and, and and companionship and demonstrative touch and all these things are, are great. And you know, you you know, so many people in their fifties, sixties, and certainly their seventies who aren't having sex. So. If you're one of those lucky few who found the unicorn and are happy in a relationship and you're in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, keep having sex. Even if you're not in the mood, women, um, you might have to use some lube. Man, hopefully you're in shape enough to get an erection. If not, you know, maybe use a Cialis or something like that. And I've mentioned in previous episodes, if a man has problems getting an erection, that's a sign that he probably has a lot of clogging in the aorta and the pipes because blood flow is responsible for filling up the, the corpus cavernosa and the corpus spongiosum, the two erectile tissues in the penis. So if he has a problem, and it's not psychological, it's more of a physical problem, then he needs to get checked out because uh, he might be having a heart attack pretty soon. And as the study said, you don't want to be one of those 20% that has it during a heart during sex because you're you're not, you're, you might not live, right? You're going to die. So get that checked out. But in general, be healthy, right? Keep your weight down. Move the body, shock the body. We've been talking about this since episode one. Move the body, shock the body. Men, do strength training and lifting. Walk, do cardio. Try to stay off of big pharma drugs. Try to eat well. Try to sleep well. And look, you can be one of those lucky few who's 60 years old and not on any medications. It is possible. And look, if you're 60 years old and not on any medications and you've kept your weight down, you probably, men especially, still have a sex drive. You're still going to be making a decent amount of testosterone. Now, women who are on the same level, if they've eaten well and kept their weight down at 60, they're not going to really have a sex drive because they no longer make testosterone. So women, it is incumbent upon you, and you kind of owe it to your men, if you have a man, to take testosterone creams to keep your libido up because one of the reasons why divorce is so high in the upper middle ages is because a 50-year-old man still has a sex drive most often than not and the woman does not she's in menopause and then she's going through the heat flashes and the depression and the moodiness and instead of like of thinking you know what i need to be on testosterone and bioidentical hormone creams and estrogen and all this so i can not only kind of decline or delay the decline of beauty and youth but also because I want to be having sex to please my husband and decrease the chances of us having a divorce or him having an affair. Now, I'm not condoning, I'm not saying that, you know, you, you need to be on these creams so your man doesn't have an affair and, you know, it, you know, I'm not saying it'd be your fault if you have an affair. But certainly, if you're not having sex, if you're one of those sexless couples and you're not having sex and your man still has a libido, 
I mean, look, remember, go, go, go back to the vows. What did the vows say? You have to love, honor, and cherish. And so when women, and I, say, I hear this in Dr. Laura all the time because I listen to Dr. Laura sometimes. When women call in and saying their, their man had an affair, she'd be like, well, look, did you love, honor, and cherish? Did you keep providing him sex and treat him nice and not nag him or not rage at him? And the women get mad because more often than not, they know that they, they've stopped having sex. And she's like, well, you know, if you broke the vow the first time, then you can't, you can't be surprised when he breaks the vow of fidelity and of course the women get so angry when when she says that uh and whether or not you know you believe that or not it's up to you but i just wanted to bring that to your attention but either way if you can get to your 60s without any medications and keep your weight down and uh you're in a good communicative relationship there's no reason why you can't have sex and certainly if you have a heart if you have a heart attack the study what we should which we just quoted tells you straight out look you have a heart attack either of you you need to be having sex 38 percent chance and it, it, it increases your all-cause uh, mortality, reduces your all-cause mortality. So you want to be having sex post-heart attack, but in general, you want to be having sex. It's good for you on a lot of levels. All right, guys, last thing. Of course, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the food recipes we have there and the, the panoply of articles that we have on many topics. If you want to contribute to the cause here, you can buy Confessions of an Obese Child, which is an ebook on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for $2.99. You can also go to all the recipes that we have on Naturopathic Earth and click on the Amazon pictures. And anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. You'll notice that there's one-on-one -on -one co coaching ver uh, via Clarity. Click on that Clarity link and we can talk for a dollar a minute and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, clean eating, weight loss, weight management, whatever you want, you can do that. Support us through PayPal me and Patreon, whatever you can donate, we would appreciate. And I am a holistic, paleo-inspired health coach. If you need some help cleaning up your diet, contact me through the website or through Clarity. And the last thing, of course, is we have the essential oils and herbal apothecary and confessions of an obese child. Go check out those podcasts as well. And please subscribe to all of them. And please, please post a review for all of them. We would appreciate it. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>